Hi, my name is John Kim, and I'm a therapist who went through his own rebirth. I share my feelings and revelations. I believe in casual or clinical and with you instead of at you. I come unrehearsed on purpose because self-help doesn't have to be so complicated. There is so much noise out there, especially when it comes to self-betterment, and that's why I created TAT Text. Now, a lot of people are using texting to uh, promote things, and it's kind of like a digital flyer. But I'm actually using texting as a mental program. It's like the program you uh, get at the gym, but this is for your mental and emotional state. So every week there's a different topic. One week would maybe relationships, the next week uh, codependency, next week dating, etc. And at the end of the week, you get a private link to a Google Doc that takes you deeper. And that doc is like six to nine pages, and it's a lot of how-to, right? It's not just information, but it's like, what do we do with this information? So if you want to wake up with something that is going to reposition your mindset and set you up for a day that you can maneuver in the best version of yourself, come check out my text. You could get them at theangrytherapist.com or on my Instagram at theangrytherapist. See you in your phone. So I asked Vanessa to come into the closet with me for about 30 minutes and um, she rolled her eyes because she thought I wanted something else. Isn't there always something else? Not always. (laughs) Not always because this is proof of that. We are in the closet because we're doing a podcast episode and the audio is good here. She thought I was trying to um, fulfill an afternoon fantasy or something. Get dirty. Get dirty. (laughs) Okay, so backing up real quick, I decided to um, document my journey as a parent. And, you know, I was conflicted because, I I don't know, like some people, and I totally respect this decision, and I I was on the fence too, um, don't want to post on social media or talk about their, um, their kids and show faces and all that. And I thought to myself, you know, just because I've been documenting for so long, and of course, uh, Logan being born is a huge part of my journey. Like, how could I hide that, right? How could I um, write around that? Uh, And so I decided, okay, she's going to be a part of my journey. And And I also think like, if my dad did this, and I could go back into a catalog of his thoughts about, um, about me and and his writings about um, how he felt when he had me and 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 also his journey with me, that to me that would be like gold. That would be amazing. Um, so hopefully, I don't know. Maybe one day this would be a message in the bottle um, for Logan, and she could um, reflect on some of my uh, my revelations and, and feelings. Okay, so this episode is about something that's kind of controversial. And that is uh, sleep training. Vanessa, are you here? <laughs> <laughs> well, as we were told by our specialist, our sleep specialist, it's not sleep training, it's sleep education. Yes. And so the reason why this is controversial, and you know, pregnancy and, 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 and raising your child is, con- everything about it is controversial. There's shame everywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, and I purposely post things on social media because I bring it like it's not that I want to um tell people how you know it's like I'm not interested in the argument what what I'm interested in is um why there's there are no conversations about it right Mm -hmm. so if I feel like um 
there is shame, I think that us talking about it is is only going to help scrape the shame instead of being silent. And that's why I post things um, that I believe will be controversial. There will be a conversation, and it's not my job to you know manage all that, right? That that's um, your own piece. So for me. Um, Sleep training, and I don't know, I didn't know much about it. Uh, the, the reason why it's controversial is because, in a nutshell, the idea of sleep training is you um, create a structure, a sleep um, structure for your child. And, of course, your child is going to resist. There's going to be lots of crying. And you got to hold on to that structure. And then, you know, for three to four days, and then that, that kind of structure cements, it wires um in the child's brain and then the child starts sleeping. So the reason we got a sleep trainer was because Logan was only sleeping, um, you know, two hours a night. I mean, no, two hours and then waking up, two hours waking up. And then during the day, Logan would only sleep about 20 minutes as far as naps. And so... And like maybe get three of them, maybe two a day. (laughs) Yeah, and it just wasn't sustainable. And so sleep training was a solution. And I, through a friend who I met at a coffee shop, um, said it changed his life instantly and so we called her and we're still in it meaning um she she came she did the training and she left but of course you have to uh, keep going and um it's it, it i gotta be honest it wasn't easy so vanessa for you what was the hardest part about sleep training well i think i want to i want to back up a little bit um and talk about what you said about posting on social media things that kind of cause controversy and i would controversy and i would say that as a therapist you know to your point when you're like um you know, bring it. I think that's great. And I I think as a therapist, I'm also interested in why, right? Like, why is there so much shaming around this? Why? Like, I want to ask the people who kind of like troll or the people who post the nasty comments, which, you know, we all get, especially anything that has to do with parenting. um, I think my question to those people would be, why are you so angry? (laughs) Like, what about this post is upsetting you so much? So, um, Anyway, I'm just interested in the why, right? That's the therapist to me. But anyway. I, I know why. Because it goes against their blueprint. It goes against their should. So it doesn't matter if we're talking about sleep training or uh, reli- politics, politics or, or religious yeah. beliefs. Um, if someone says something that goes against kind of the foundation of your beliefs, the reason why it brings resistance is because if uh, – if it's true, then your world crumbles. Mm-hmm. And so they hold on to it with, with two hands. And there's a lot of hard lines when it comes to how you should raise your baby, right? right. And, and it's not even, I mean, even backing up further, um, uh, natural birth versus, uh, you know, C-section versus uh, natural milk, uh, breast milk versus um, formula. Mm-hmm. And then there's um, um, epidural, no, I mean, you know, all these. And, and the thing is that because there's no right way because everyone has a different story when it comes to uh pregnancy labor and all of that and there's so many factors you can't judge someone's experience because we also have friends who um have babies that sleep through the night you know pretty much from the beginning and then we have friends like us where she, she or he is not sleeping at all right yeah and i mean i think for you know and you know this for me the hardest thing to decide to have this specialist come in and help us was first off for me a feeling of failure like mm. i 
whatever I had done or didn't do is what was kind of causing this lack of sleep or, or this inability for her to sleep to begin with. Right. So, um, and that's the same with my birth story. You know, there's a lot of personal, um, shame around it and feeling like you're not doing something right. Um, and I think that again, I think that's exacerbated. That feeling is exacerbated by this culture that we have out there, this kind of shame based parenting culture. Um, so that was hard for me. I had to kind of accept that I, as a know-it-all, didn't know everything <laughs> and that Google's not going to tell me everything, right? Like there's a million mommy blogs out there and they all say something different and you find yourself, especially as a mom, you find yourself at 4 a.m. pumping in the dark by yourself on every fucking blog possible just hoping someone will tell you the answer um, or someone will validate your experience and I think it can be really overwhelming. So not to kind of what you what do you say bird walk but yes the the hardest part for me up front was accepting that i needed help from somebody else i found myself pumping at 4 a.m when i was single were you that's that's nice john <laughs> so yes um getting help which means that you're not doing it right or which means that you're a bad mom so it's, it's like this mm -hmm. internalization right um, and that's just the beginning. I think with sleep training, what's, what's difficult um, on the surface, what's difficult is just the logistics. So, um, you know, putting the baby in the other room and then the baby crying and, you know, more for Vanessa than me. And it has nothing to do with how much we care about our child. It has to do with um, a mother's instinct. Uh, you know, I didn't know this, but when a baby cries, m moms just start like leaking breast milk. You know, there's... Um, there's this uh, protective thing that happens. And I think when you hear your baby crying, uh, especially for a long time, um, it's got to be one of the hardest things to do just to sit and do nothing. Yeah. And I was prepared going into it because I've had friends that have done, you know, there's a, also there's a million different versions of sleep, quote unquote training. Right. And and there's different ways. And, um, there's the full on cried out method. There's a fervor method. There's a this or the, there's the, that, um, every one of them has different approaches, but I have been told by multiple mothers that it was the hardest thing they've ever had to do in their life. Hands down, period, no contest. So while intellectually I went into it expecting that, I mean, nothing can nothing can prepare you. And when you say cry for a long time too, you know, I want people to understand that at least the one that we did, the absolute maximum really is 20 minutes. I mean, we're not, we're not putting her in a dark closet and letting her cry for two hours, right? That's not what this is. But, um, see, even in that, how funny, even in that I'm justifying it <laughs> as I'm sitting here with you doing this podcast, mm -hmm. I'm justifying. And I just caught myself justifying. Yeah. Um, and, and listen, we're still in it. You know, mm -hmm. we're we're four or five in, days in it. So, uh, just briefly to look at the the scoreboard, uh, and I'm just gonna tell you the facts. Not, um, you know, this episode isn't about convincing someone to sleep train mm -hmm. or not to sleep train. I'm not interested in that. You you have to make your own decisions. I'm just telling you our you know our story. So, uh, she Logan went from, and you know, we're four days in. Logan went from sleeping. Uh, sporadically throughout the night and then about 20 minute naps during the day to sleeping um 12 hours at night unbroken unbroken one, <laughs> one feed maybe and and she wakes up on her own and i go in and i feed her I mean, so it's crazy. from a 5 or 6 p.m to 5 or 6 five mm -hmm. from 5 or 6 p.m to 5 or 6 a.m the next day completely unbroken um it's supposed to be with a feed in the middle of the night mm -hmm. but the other night she just slept all the way through 
And then her naps have gone from instead of 20 minutes, she's able to sleep for about an hour. Mm -hmm. Right. So that's the difference. Um, the other difference is before the sleep training, we had to um, make noises like this. <laughs> we wailed at the washing machine. And uh, bounce on a ball, yoga ball. Um, for so long. For, for make like an hour to get her to sleep. And now uh, we just put her in her bed. That's it. There's no, there's no, there's none of this bouncing and, and washing uh, machine noises, um, and which makes it a lot, creates a lot less anxiety for us. Um, well, and also this, this, we're four or five days in to your point. And, you know, again, she's not, it's not taking her 40 minutes to put herself to sleep. She's actually only taking now five to seven minutes. You know, which and is just, insane. Yeah. And so what that equals is quality of a life. So um, yesterday we had sex. Mm hmm. She doesn't remember it, but we had sex <laughs> did we? and we watched Ozark. We did both. We did both. And I cooked dinner. And I posted on Instagram. <laughs> so like all of this. Um, so what it does is it creates, uh, I mean, you, 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 you get your life back. Well, and, and I think that that's another, okay. So as you say that I'm, I'm finding myself hearing it on the outside and recognizing that there's this like, well, but you've had a child now. So now your child is part of your life. Right. And I think that there's a couple things that I've heard people say that have helped me get through that feeling of shame, which is happy mommy, happy baby. Mm -hmm. I keep trying to remind myself of mm -hmm. that. Right. And that it's also teaching her that our time teaching her. She's very young, but as she grows older and she sees us making time for ourselves or prioritizing, you know, me going to yoga or us having alone time or whatever, we're also teaching her the importance of that for herself. Um, and I think that a lot, especially nowadays with kind of helicopter parenting, and I say my generation is, is kind of one of the biggest issues with this is that children don't learn to prioritize themselves because parents are only prioritizing children. Um, so I really didn't want that to be the case when I went into this. So that's another kind of balancing balance beam that I'm walking. I think, you know, I think my, um, just going to drive, uh, this home, this point of, uh, shame and shoulds and all that. I think it's really easy. And also as a parent, um, I could relate to why it's hard when I see another child or parent doing something that goes against what I believe in. Um, it's, I, I understand why it would be so hard to keep my mouth closed. But everyone's story is different and what they're going through is different. Um, and just because something worked for you or didn't work for you, it doesn't mean that's the case with someone else. And that's why um, we should support parents. Um, and also, like, I just realizing how hard parenting is, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, I've heard all the stories like everyone else, but I never really um, knew uh, the magnitude of it until now. And so... I, I'm definitely um, and and listen, you know, there, there would be times when I go out, go to restaurants and the, the the children are acting up or going crazy, and the parents are doing nothing, and I've got strong opinions about that. Um, but even even that now, it's like you know what I'm. It's their life, it's their journey, mm -hmm. you know. Um, I I'm going to try to stay away from um, putting my uh, definitions onto to other people. And, and I think that if you have a pattern of doing that with parents, chances are, uh, cause you know, you can't just separate that from how you are. You're probably doing that in other areas of, of your life. So. Right. Well, I mean, it's projection, right? It's, it's putting it out there on somebody else. And I think that what you said, I just want to piggyback on that really quickly. When you said, you know, we have to support parents. I think that we support parents by not judging them. 
And I think mm. that, um, you know, we all know, I think everybody, most likely even your listeners know that the postpartum depression rate in this country is insane. It's like one of the highest in the world. And as I've experienced what parenting in the West now looks like, um, our almost re- um, detrimental attachment to independence, uh, I realize that this shaming that we do is part of it. Mm-hmm. Um, and that moms especially don't feel like they have anywhere to turn because if they say something wrong, they'll be shamed for it. Yeah. So they lie and they hide things and they're not honest about what they're going through. Um, so I just I want to put that out there. And here's what's interesting. I posted on Instagram that um, it was like literally one sentence um, saying that I sleep trained Logan. And we got a lot of messages mm-hmm. of people coming out of the woodworks being curious about sleep training. And to me, that just tells me that um, losing sleep is a real thing and mm-hmm. people are uh, doing it in secrecy. Right. And they're frustrated and they're tired and all of that. Um, I want to end with a little message to Logan. If you are listening to this um, – you were a feisty little fucker as a baby <laughs> and you wouldn't go to sleep. And we you were told loud. you're very vocal. You're very vocal. Um, <laughs> your parents have horns in, the, in their stars. So maybe that's why. Um, yeah, also, but you're a Pisces. Aren't you supposed to be a water sign? <laughs> Chill. Logan. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> um, but that's, but you know what? Um, we went through it, meaning it was harder for us than it was for you because if you're listening to this now, you don't remember you crying. But we have been scarred. For life. And it was very expensive. <laughs> okay, I want to end with um, giving a couple shout-outs because, um, because I think it's important. We had an amazing doula also, which is controversial. Mm-hmm. And uh, let's give her information. If you guys are looking for a doula, her name is? Jill Magafin. Yeah, and what's her Instagram? Uh, I think it's actually Jill Magafin, but I will tell you. Yep, it's Jill Magafin. So Jill, M-A-G-O-F-F-I-N. She went above she's and beyond. And she's really down to earth. And she was great. Um, she was with us through the whole process. Even came to our house once with a giant um, tray of macaroni and cheese. Yeah. I mean, she's a friend now. She's, she's fucking rad. Yeah. And then also our sleep trainer is? Davis Erler, E-H-R-L-E-R. And um, her, I mean, that's her actual handle, but she also, um, her business is called the Three Day Sleep Solution. And it's all science-based, you guys. It's all about the brain development. It's all based on neurobiology. So none of this is, um, you know, made up stuff. She really does talk about what the brain is capable of doing at each stage of development and how important sleep is and why and all the whys, all the hows, right? She's got all the research to back it up. And it's not mommy blogger research. It's legitimate research and it's not funded research right based on uh, who's making the money off the research it's actually it's it's research so i think um poke around and and give her a give her a shout if you have questions she's awesome all right guys thank you for listening and i will continue to document my uh, parenting journey you will listen if you are great at helping other people and you have a passion for that and you want to find personal freedom and level up the skills you already have It's time to become a life coach. When I became a coach, there was nothing like this out there. And so I developed this coaching training program alongside Noel Cordeaux, Journey Coaching. That's J-R-N-I. And it is amazing. It's 100% live. It's everything that I wish I had when I was starting out. Meaningful, evidence-based education, real people, real community, lifetime support and business development, ICF certified, 
just go to theangrytherapist.com, my website, and click on Become a Coach and explore the Journey Coaching Intensive. See you in class.